You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us on today's episode. But before we get started, remember to hit us up on all those social medias, the sweet, sweet social medias. You know what I'm talking about on the Twitter, at TNWPod, Talking Wrestling Podcast on the old Instagram there. Uh, you want to drop us a Gmail, send us a Gmail at TalkingWrestling at gmail.com. And also on the uh, Facebook Facebook backslash talking wrestling. Yeah, that's it. Also, well, I said that's it. And then also, that's terrible improv skills right there. Uh, that's it. And there's more. If you are on iTunes and you leave us the old five star rating with a favorable review, or actually make it funny, do a bad review with a five star rating. I don't care. Just have a review with a five star rating. That helps us. And we will send you a postcard from the early 80s of a wrestler. I still have 20 left, so, you know, if you're looking for Magnum TA to be your postcard, you can have that. Just send in a good review. With that said, uh, we're going to get to the show right now uh, in studio. It's been a long time since I've been in studio because I've been on the road so much. I have a Toronto wrestler, superstar. You might have seen him on YTV here in Canada. If not, you might have seen him wrestling in the ring. Uh, RJ City sitting right across from me. RJ, how are you? I'm good, and good afternoon Good afternoon. I would like to point out how bad it is. I was excited that, like, you know, you had, like, Nug. Yes. And John Catucci. John Catucci, yes. uh, And, like, men of that ilk. Yeah. So, I thought, ooh, I'd be here and be, like, a little more wrestlery. Yeah. And then last week, you dropped Kang Shamrock. And I'm shit compared to Kang Shamrock. I'm terrible. Well, we don't know about that. Oh, come on. I'm done. I'm done. They're going to go, who's this? Because compared to John Catucci, I'm a fantastic wrestler. Well... Yes. I think uh, on his own, he is probably not very threatening as a wrestler. Yeah. But when you have his doo-wop partner behind him holding that guitar, maybe a little more threatening. Who is really, I think, the John Lennon of that group. Oh, definitely. He writes all the music. Or I guess the Paul Simon would be the better, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy that's carrying the group. Yeah. Art Cartucci, in my opinion. Not a lot of music when he's just eating on his own. No, he's got his hands in his pockets. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But they're back. The doo-wops are back. Well, they'll, they'll have to be. I mean, John really ran a solo career into the ground. And then that's what you do. You get back together with the people who carried you previously. No, they're with Yuck Yucks. <sighs> they're playing Yuck Yucks in Ottawa very soon. Oh. So they'll be at the Yuck Yucks in Ottawa. Ottawa, go see John and David, the doo-wops, coming very soon. Yuck Yucks, Ottawa. Ken Shamrock's also playing there very soon. Go to the Yuck Yucks in Ottawa. That would be a double bill. Yeah. Ken Shamrock uh, opening for the doo-wops. I'd watch that. He's like, I thought this was a 50s crooner group. What is this? Pussy jokes and guitar licks? You know, and that's, they do a lot of dirty songs. A lot of their songs are just sexual, like, they're the Steel Panther of of not rock and roll. The thing about Shamrock I always wonder about, because I've been watching, like, the Sunday Night Heats mm-hmm. chronologically, just as, like, an activity. He was, on, he was always on Heat. Awesome, amazing, very intense, totally insane, but the sweetest silk bathrobe. Just the <laughs> softest kind. He must have just put it on and went, ah. 
right before well, he screamed. His, even, yeah, right before that knuckled up song came on, which like, yeah, um, yeah, he did have a silky robe and he definitely had the silky tights too. But he was great. I think, like I said on the show last week, I think he was underrated because he was in such a competitive era. He was in an era where everybody had something on the show. But he was yeah. also in the, in the uh, obviously, MMA was not as appreciated then. And that was, no. the, everyone was like, when I was a kid, I was like, who the hell's Dan Severn? Who's this dad guy yeah. with a mustache? And then I was like, oh, he can kill me? I realized that now. Yeah. Who's um, this guy with no personality? Yeah. And, and then he really came into WWE and then... He had zero personality in the WWE. He had a really as well. sweaty gray shirt. Yeah, I a think sweaty gray had. shirt, and he looked like um, I don't know. He just looked like a cop from Texas. Yeah, that's the best way I could describe him. If you put a state trooper outfit on him, you know, he's like you don't mess with Dan Severin. And who else was there? Tank Abbott was another guy that crossed over. Yes, and he looked pretty badass. But I love when WWE was just like, yeah, well, we can do this tough man stuff too. We'll just bring Brawl for All in. Oh, it's amazing. And, that whole Brawl for All is outstanding. It's such a horrible, not safe, just guys knocking each other out, wrestlers bar fighting, and the winner gets to have their career erased by Butterbean in two minutes in an actual fight at WrestleMania because nobody, like, Billy Gunn has it good. Bart Gunn, he's remembered for one thing. Yeah. WrestleMania. Like, I don't know. Tough guys shouldn't wrestle. It's not necessary. That's why I'm wrestling to erase the stigma that all wrestlers are tough. You would, That's like, my job. Well, you, if when you become champion, you would be like back in the day, Ric Flair had the horsemen around him, not for wrestling purposes, but when they went drinking in the bars at night, those guys were legitimately tough guys that were there to make sure that the champ didn't get in a fight and lose all credibility well, to I, a couple of guys that just beat up the world champion in a bar. I'll do one step better. I just won't go out and drink, and I'll make sure I'm home on Sundays at 7 o'clock at night to watch the Lawrence Welk show. Well, we don't I want think. our wrestlers being pussies. We want our wrestlers being tough. Nobody wants a tough wrestler. No, Nobody, no, all no. the wrestlers look like they have the meat sweats now. <laughs> they put on suits, and they look like high school bullies like at their communion or something. <laughs> they look terrible. Let's, you know... Evolve it a little. The B team has gotten out of the suits, and now they're just wearing bees on their shirts. And, and they're awesome. fun, and they're adorable. And they're getting over now, which is insane. Imagine that. You let them win a match, and they start getting over. <laughs> so when did you get started in wrestling? When did you, how, did you, how did you get your start in that your journey that has become wrestling? Um, I don't remember not wanting to do it. It was this and the Muppet Show. Yeah. And I will say it's way harder to be a puppeteer for the Muppets. That is an elite class of puppetry. I would think so. So everyone says, oh, you know, wrestling's really tough. Try working for the Muppets. Try getting Kermit on your hand. Only like four guys have done that. That's very difficult. Yeah. So my respect, let's just talk about, is this talking Muppets? This is, is this the name can, of the podcast? Look it. It's a, um, Muppets. I got news for you. Not real. Look at Muppets could be the wrestling of puppetry. We don't know. When Muppets came out and they're like, it's marionettes or it's puppets. You don't do both. Right. This is, this is, you just don't do it. What an I bet you Muppets was outlawed like right. wrestling was, yeah. you know, so it's, it's technically, it's the same. Yeah. Very great characters that you can become. I was always influenced, like, look at Fozzie Bear was always in, like my favorite guy. He's, he told really bad puns. I do that to this day. You know, he had a cool hat. Fozzie Bear was clearly Art Carney. Right. 
Like that to me is like that's who he was. Yes, hey, he had the hat and everything. I got the hat. I got the jokes, and yeah, yeah. I'm just. But look at wrestling is a as a show filled with characters yes. that are that are kind unbelievable, of real, but kind of not real. And that's what the Muppets are. Yes, you know these are all characters intended to like you know, and they're all based on something. Right. Like Isaac Yankum, inspired by dentistry, not really dentist. Fairly straightforward. You know, whereas. Uh, Dr. Teeth, also inspired by dentistry. Yes. Not really a doctor. Yes. So, you know. So many parallels. There's tons of, I can put wrestling to uh, can parallel anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you just oh, no, of course. It all comes back to wrestling. Um, but then when I was a, a younger lad, uh, my uncle lived in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I was like 14. And there was a, this wrestling school there. And the guy's name was John Rambo. And it was, he was just, it was the craziest No, wait a minute. Yeah. Was this, that his wrestling name? Yeah, but to, in all fairness, he looked a lot like him. Uh, okay. Well, Which that's was awesome. like, I was like, yeah, okay. It's not like those guys who call themselves like, I don't know, you're Todd like, Pitt or you're something. Like, How did you get around the John Rambo? He goes, I never used the J in the middle. I'm just John Rambo. See? I'm not John J. Rambo. No. No. So everybody knows. Yeah. I guess uh, uh, there haven't been many lawsuits in wrestling. Which is outstanding. When you consider Steve They're, Austin, well, is uh, the, the name million of dollar the, man? Yes, the six million dollar man. The six million dollar man. There have been lawsuits. One lawsuit being the Royal Canadian Mounted Police put a stop. Yes. To uh, the <laughs> to Jacques Rougeau yeah. being called the Mountie. Yes. That was the best because in, in their song, they specifically said in their song, even though they dress like them, we're not the Mounties. We are the Quebecers. Yeah. We were real. We're brave. We're, you know, we're men. I love that. I like that. Just the fact that like they're dressing like Mounties and they're like, but we're not the Mounties. We are the Quebecers. They're good people. So no, originally after that, of course, I was trained in the Catskills uh, by Jerry Lewis. It was kind of a Mr. Miyagi type of thing. And he he took care of me. He showed me the ropes. And then I started hitting the circuit. I'd perform uh, little wrestling matches in front of, you know, red buttons or Alan and Rossi, comedians like that. Yeah. And that's how I, I learned. Came up through Atlantic City. Once you hit Atlantic City, you start to get your bearings, that kind of thing. And uh, Jerry kept a watchful eye on me, and uh, I thank him to this day. I owe him everything. That's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, now I'm just thinking uh, telethons. So John Rambo trains yeah. you. Yes. And Jerry Lewis promotes you. Yeah. And then you come back to Canada? I come back to Canada. Jerry says, time to go home. Oh, okay. And show them who you've, who you've become. Who you've become. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So how do you describe your ring style? Like when RJ City is in the ring, uh, what is his style? I'd say it's pretty close to if Jerry Lewis was a wrestler. Uh, but like asshole telethon Jerry Lewis. Not like even Jerry Lewis. No, no. The unlikable, the successful one. He's like, the one that's like, you know, just because Dean won't answer my calls, Sammy always will. Right. We haven't talked in eight years, but we love each other uh, tremendously, and I feel it every day. Oh, uh, he's so, he's so Marty Jannetty. He is? Yes he's and probably no. probably so I mean, depressed. They're both wildly successful. I Well, okay, then he's not Marty you know. Jannetty. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, Oh, Jeepers. I'm like, who is he then? Who is a great tag team that broke up, but obviously we're sad they broke up, but had wildly successful runs or decent runs as solo artists? I don't know. I can't think of... Because usually in every tag team, one goes up and one goes down. Right. When they break up. And I always take the wrong guy. Right. 
You like were, I was, you had everything. You you bet the house on Gennetti. I was a Jim Brunzel fan. Right. I was an Anvil fan. Yes. I was uh, I'm Marty Gennetti. I actually would say he's just a better wrestler than Michaels. He's just got better moves. Like I would literally argue that. And you basically, if you if you saw me, like I'm like I'm definitely Dynamite Kid over yeah. Davy Boy. That was a no brainer. Greg the Hammer over Briefcake. But uh, Conquistador one or two? Uh, if two is Christian, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took Christian in that one. Took right. in either case, the Conquistador it doesn't matter. I took Jim Powers in the uh, Young Stallions. Paul Roma uh, is amazing. He is. And I may I say that? And apparently, he still wrestles. He still wrestles, and he teaches wrestling. Yeah. He has a wrestling school. And Dreamer was nice enough to say to me that I looked like Paul Roma, not on the gas. Mm-hmm. Which is, a, I guess, a compliment. You look like Paul Roma with a better nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not that tough. No. So I avoid getting into fights. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Paul Roma also looks like the basis for uh, Kim Mitchell. Is <laughs> uh, the name is Peter Fredette. And if you Google Peter Fredette and Paul Roma, they won't ever come up in a meme together. Right. But they look a lot alike. Yeah. So, but I do see a Paul Roma resemblance. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You. And that's great. Yes. Because, you know... Um, he's a handsome guy. Well, he's he, look, he's a horseman, although Hunter doesn't think he's a good horseman. The fact is, he was a good, he was a horseman, and uh, when it came to girls, he was uh, picking up more girls than Ric Flair, so he says. He was the glory. He was That's the glory. That's all I can say. He was the glory. There's another good tag team that was very underrated. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say there's you could watch me wrestle, and, and you'll see a little bit of... Uh, Ethel Merman as an influence. You'll certainly see B. Arthur. I think that's an obvious one. Yeah. And you'll say, wow, like, why isn't all wrestling this intelligent and nuanced? You know, a lot of people don't think B. Arthur is tough, but I will say this. First of all, Maude is a tough sounding name. Uh, yes. And if you've ever seen her bartender shift at the Moss Eisley Canteen and she tells you no blasters, you're going to listen to B. Arthur when she's working that bar. That's for I'll sure. tell you that right now. I think she was in the Marines, I think, she, and never told anyone. I think she did a cameo in Marine 5. Yes. And that's a testament <laughs> to her longevity. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my friend Kathleen has B. Arthur tattooed on her on her leg. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, as well as Miss Piggy. You know my finishing move, do you? Or you're, do you what, what, well, I know... I watched top ten. Your top ten moves last night. Yes. Yeah. No. There's a. I have a better one now. There's a better That's one. It's a little old. That video. I should put. I was like. One. I was like number one. The over the shoulder yawn. <laughs> you know, and, and then you crowd work. the guy in a headlock. That um, would be a great one. I pulled down my knee pad, revealing a knee pad with B. Arthur's face on it. Oh no! And it's a pop up knee strike called Knee Arthur. Knee Arthur. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty unique. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. The, the knee eyes that will send you to Shady Pines in a moment's notice. See? Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. And do you know about my new catchphrase or no? No. What is your new catchphrase? Oh, okay. Because you know, like, okay, you know, after yes, everyone was like, oh, or like even what? Every other yes. like wrestler is like, I have to have like a one word thing that's catch like race. really catch. And every wrestler tries to do it. And they just repeat it during their matches. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say my catchphrase is, hey, what are you, buddy? A piece of shit or something? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Are you sure the Young Bucks haven't started doing that already? No, it's mine. It's good. It's patented. It sounds like something the Young Bucks would do. Yes. What are you, buddy? A piece of shit or something? And I've already made shirts and I've already sold out. I'm shocked at how well these shirts are selling. 
That's great. Yeah. I would buy a t-shirt like that. Yeah, that's a great saying. It is a great saying. And then the best part is you kind of leave it open. The end is almost open for conversation. Because maybe perhaps if I said it to you, hey, where are you, buddy? Piece of shit or something. You say... Something else. Something else. Yes. Right? So I think it's tailored to whoever I would be speaking to. It is very good. Like you could... I'm no improviser. I'm a stand-up. I have to write my jokes. But Nug, he's a fantastic improviser. Yeah. You could go on stage with Nug. He can make gold out of that. Oh, yes. I would think that he could. Absolutely. It's a world of possibilities. Yeah. Um, Speaking of stand-up, this is interesting. And I I found out uh, Mick Foley is doing his one-man show. Yes. Uh, June 14th is in Buffalo. Okay. And I'm uh, hosting or opening or whatever. Oh, are you? Yeah. It's very weird. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, he's great. So well, I can't... Obviously, you probably know him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we sang... Uh, we worked together in Greek Town, and we sang There's No Business Like Show Business. <laughs> so I make these legends work to my speed. Oh, that's fantastic. I don't do what they do. Oh. No, no, we're, we're doing Ethel Merman tonight, Mick. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. I wonder... Yeah, I've, I've seen his uh, show a couple times, but this one... Because tw- he's doing a special tour on this one, the 20th yes. anniversary of The Hell in the Cell. Uh he was out in Calgary recently, and um, in his promo, he did say there will be numerous or number of hearts in attendance. The total count at the end of the night uh, of how many hearts showed up to his show in Calgary, 38. Unbelievable. 38 hearts. That's incredible. That's the whole deck, including all, like TJ was there, and yeah. uh, Brett was there, and I don't think Bruce was there, but you know, but like... All the daughters and the siblings yeah. and, like, all the families, they all came out. And that's insane to me. Like, I just love how much they love Mick and how yeah. much they come out. And Mick will bring Jason Sensation on tour with him. Of course. Across Canada. Because yes. he incorporates him into his act with impersonations. Yes. They work really well together because Mick can do an act out with Stone Cold or an act out with DDP or an act out with any... Jason yeah. can do anybody. Yes. So, although um, I told him if he could do a Nick Bockwinkle and he came up with nothing, nothing. So, I said, get back to me, give, give it a couple months, watch some AWA and get back to me. Well, you're not, you're not happy with Cody Rhodes, what he's doing these days. Well, yeah, he's not old enough to do the Nick, well, he's yeah. doing the Nick Bockwinkle, but he's just, he needs to you know, age into it. Like Jericho did in his later years. But even but then. But he was still too young. He didn't, it's, you need gray yeah. hair. I yes. think you need gray or the. Older blonde hair. And a little like shoulder fuzz. They would have like little hairy shoulders. Yeah. I think that's key. But yeah. no, I worked with uh, Brett a couple times. Yeah, how was that? Good. And we did a pilot together. I've seen it. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. It's uh, where he uses the blue blazer mask in it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, isn't that weird? It's not the blue it's, blazer mask. Well, it's, but it's, it's, it's intended to yes. be a nod. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm having body a match. Slam. Body slam. And he comes in and just... Takes the title, beats the other guy, and takes my belt away. Yeah. And then we worked together on a couple shows when I wrestled Harry Smith. Yeah. He managed Harry. And the first time we did it, I I cut a promo. And then his music hit. And you're like, ooh, because it's cool being in the ring. Yeah, I get goosebumps. Yeah, so I got like goosebumps. Like, oh, shit, is that? And then he came out, and he was wearing New Balance. And that kind of put the brakes on the whole thing for me. I was like, you know, Brett. Comfortable, you know, hitman, comfortable walking shoe. Like, but you know. was he wearing jorts? 
No, he wasn't wearing shorts. He was he was well dressed. It might have been like a an Eddie Bauer. Oh, okay. I'm gonna take a stab. Good jeans. Yeah. Nice. I think like a forest green long sleeve shirt. Good cut. Tastefully done. Not those jorts. That what what kind of period that was? I love when he had the jort. It was like two people in that period had jorts. Kevin Smith and Bret Hart. And Kevin Smith still wears the jorts. That's the thing. I think Brett probably wears them around the house. Oh, I think so, too. I think they're really comfortable. Yeah. He wrestled in them. Yeah. yeah. And then Cena would wrestle in them, too. Yeah, but Cena's jorts were a little more athletic of a cut. I would think so. They were definitely above the thigh, whereas Brett's would go down below the knee. Brett's jorts were, were like, if you ever seen a group of friends that would, like, skateboard, yeah. this was the one friend that would hang out with them but would never skateboard. <laughs> that's, that's what those jorts are. He just leans up against an ice machine drinking Slurpees. Yeah. While they're doing flip tricks in the parking lot. Yes. Oh, that that is, that that well, that makes sense. Yeah. What was it like wrestling Harry Smith? It was a lot of fun. He likes to, like, wrestle mm-hmm. in dungeon style, chaining around, doing, yeah. finding weird ways to bend my arm and my shoulder that I never realized could be bent before. Uh, it's good. I wrestled him a handful of times, and then I teamed with, I, it was me and Carlito, I guess, against him and Lashley, and that was like, oh, you're just going to throw us around. Yeah, two giant guys against yeah. two smaller guys. Right, thanks. I know how this is going to go. No one sang Ethel Merman with me that evening. <laughs> but no, they're very nice people, despite hurting me a lot. Who are your favorite opponents, or who have you been like in the ring? Who did you really enjoy wrestling? Who did you not enjoy wrestling? Ooh, I loved wrestling Dalton Castle. Yes. And I'm sure we'll do it again at some point down That's the line. That's fantastic, it's yeah. too ridiculous not to do. I loved wrestling Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We were just on the same same page as far as idiocy is concerned. Oh, my God. Who else? Billy Gunn was fun. We had a really long match, and then we got to the back, and he said, man, that's the, wrestling, that's the way wrestling used to be before you young guys fucked it all up. <laughs> I said, wow, thank you. It's very sweet of you. I'm very excited to see Billy Gunn uh, at House of Hardcore because, uh, I'm not going to lie, uh, there are pictures of me as a, a huge DX mark. You know, like, I loved saying suck it. I loved doing it. I do that. I wear DX at our bars. Yeah. You know, and guys like, you're not going to get laid with that shirt. I'm like, I do. I will if I say suck it. Uh, and then like, no, I go home alone. So getting to meet Billy Gunn would be pretty sweet. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. And you're coming? Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what's going on yet. I haven't ta- fully talked to Jan if I'm going to get a chance to do uh, interviews. Like, yeah. if I can do short 10-minute piece interviews with five different wrestlers, that's great. That, yeah. that would be fantastic. Uh, we sponsored the show. We threw some money in and to help out. And we're just excited to be a part of it because House of Hardcore is, you know, as far as the indies go, it's definitely one of the top five indies that are out there. And uh, they come to Canada and the only show this year, it's just like, that's something to be a part of. Like, yeah. you know, and I can afford to be a part of that because um, StarCast is just too much to be a part of. Uh, I, and I looked into the pricing of StarCast. They sent me a thing. We're not We Watch Wrestling. We don't get a free ride into StarCast. We have to pay to go. <laughs> and it's pricey to go and be a part of Podcast Row. Mm. So I'll, maybe next year, we'll see. But this will be the year that All In is going to be, it's already it broken records all in and now the cm punk cloud is above the whole thing will he show up because he's doing a uh, an appearance of pro wrestling tees right 
oddly enough, that's what I call CM Punk. He's he is the pro wrestling tease. Mm. He, is he coming back? Is he doing? What is he gonna do? He's he lives in Chicago. Well, you know, we, why is he doing an appearance the same weekend that all this wrestling stuff is going on? I will like, tell you, there'll there'll be no one singing Ethel Merman at the All In show. That I can guarantee. You. Well, that's well, so. If that's your bag, and really it should be, you should come to the House of Hardcore show. Tommy is insane. Yeah, but he always puts on a fun show. For some reason, enjoys my brand of idiocy. I'm very excited. Jan Murphy told me that he likes playing a game where it's the alphabet game, but you have to name wrestlers. Yeah. He said he can't be beaten at it, so mm. you just keep going through the al- alphabet, and you do a letter. The letter lands on you. You just name a wrestler. And I think there's a double word score if you get like an Arn Anderson or an Austin Aries. Well, what if you get a B. Brian Blair? There you go, and What's then that? the game's over. Is that a three? I, I would say it so. It should be a four, because those are all killer Bs. Boom! Wow. Wait till wow. I throw that on his ass. And you can <laughs> like, see the Fozzie Bear influence. I hope everyone is paying attention here. Oh, my God. My opening joke right now when I do comedy is, uh, and I can say this because it is wrestling related, my favorite movie I've seen recently was last Christmas. I saw this movie with The Rock in it, and he played a rabbi having dinner in Montreal, and it was called Jumanji. <laughs> and that's, that's my opening joke for my act. So if wow. you're not into that, well... Uh, just leave. Speaking of, allow me to lead you into a segue, if I may. Go ahead. The worst cameo I've ever seen in a Muppet movie. Yes. Has to go to David Arquette. Oh, really? For he was in Muppets in Space. I think his name was Dr. Parker, and he okay. overacted the shit out of it. You know how hard it is to overact a, a Muppet? Muppet? Oh, my God. <laughs> Kermit saying, please, can you tone it down? And that's David Arquette. Yeah. Former WCW champion. Yeah. David Arquette. Someone I have a mighty, mighty And you beef have a beef with. going on with David I Arquette right now. I got a right huge now. beef with him. He was, uh, yeah, well, so does, uh, so does every WCW fan and every wrestling fan. Yeah, I have a, a personal one, I guess, beyond the wrestling. Beyond the wrestling? Yeah. Are, um, you, are you worried? And no, I don't think I'm too worried. I'm worried if his family gets involved. If, Patricia, yeah, Arquette. He crazy. warned me crazy? that uh, I should not get involved with that. And Rosanna Arquette, yeah, yeah. And then of course his grandfather is the great Charlie Weaver. No, yeah. get out of town. You didn't know this? The boxer. What? The wrestler. The comedian. The comedian. Charlie Weaver is a comedian. Can someone? <sighs> I did not even know that. Oh my! Is he a vaudevillian? Yes, he was a vaudevillian. Yes, not 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 villain tag team. Right. No, right. yeah. So yeah, he started following me on on Twitter, and he was he was responding to a lot of my tweets, and I feel like he was siphoning likes off of my work. Mm-hmm. You know, some people comment, respond to tweets, and they just restate your premise. Yeah, can you imagine like give me a quick joke, like a pun joke. Uh, I can only count up to seven in French because I have a wheat allergy. Oh, I don't know. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a silly act. Yes, because and then imagine if somebody stood up and turned to the crowd and explained. The premise of that joke, you see, no, I explain it. It's like wheat's like grain, and then wheat, the number eight, and then everyone laughed at them, and you well, would say, "Hey, what the hell is this?" Well, that's the second part of my joke is I explain it afterwards. Well, yes, you're yeah. your own. You troll yourself. I do. Yeah. So I got a little perturbed, and I called him out, and it turned into a whole thing. And then I met him in New Orleans, WrestleMania weekend. Okay. And we had coffee in our underwear, and we were looking to make amends, and we had a nice chat, and he hit me in the face with a chair. With a chair. With a chair. An inflatable chair, but a chair, nothing. Swung it hard. Swung it very hard. In order, I would rather be hit with a chair in the face than to watch somebody blow up an inflatable chair 
I will stand there and wait for it. Yeah. And then them hit me with that inflatable chair. Yeah. It's more about insult than injury. Yeah. So, you know, when I see him again, and I will, you know what the first thing I'm going to say to him is? No. Hey, what are you, you, buddy? A piece of shit or something? Oh, my it's, God. It's the new suck it. Guys are going to be going to the bar, and going up to eat. girls and say, hey, what are you, buddy? A piece of shit or something? And they'll go, or something, and then they'll make out, and then it'll catch off. I think yeah. that's that's fantastic. Yeah. No scary movie there. That is uh, absolutely brilliant. I love it. What are you, buddy? Piece of shit or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See? You know, like, what if little Guido finds out this is a catchphrase and he's going to want to take it come June 1st? Yeah, he's going to be on the show. Because that, oh, uh, that would be a good, uh, like, little Guido. That's like... Hey, what are hey, you? What right. are you? What are you? Piece of shit or something? Right. Well, I have the shirts now. So do you always have to go up with something? Something? Like, is, uh, what are you? A piece of shit or piece something? Piece of shit or something? Because I go up. Yeah. 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 Leave it open because it's almost like you're handing it off to them. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um. So I can't wait till I get this at a level where people chant it. I don't know how that's gonna work, but it's gonna happen. They've chanted. Way stupider shit before. Oh, yeah. Godfather's whole promo, they would chant. Road Dog, they would chant the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just, it has to be done in a cheerleader fashion. Yeah. And again, this Friday, maybe you can get the squad to help you out with it. Oh, yeah, I, I believe. There's so many things that could happen this I, Friday. I believe I'm wrestling the Spirit Squad. Well, they better not steal your cheer. No. No. No, I will. Lo- it's me. I believe it's me and Bull James. Jeepers. Yeah, yeah, which I'm kind of happy that he's on my team uh, against these spirit fellas. Yeah. And I think I have some spirit in me. I certainly I have good fingers. Do. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see. And then when we get to Messina, Messina, yes. New York on the Saturday, do you know who that's the hometown of? Who? Otis the Drunk from the Andy Griffith Show. Are you serious? Yeah. So Messina is um, uh, where I came up from. I grew up in a town called Iron Pryor. And all the hockey teams in my area would always go to Messina for the Silver Stick Hockey Tournament. Mm. And I just knew Messina's across the border. I knew it was for two things. Go win Silver Sticks in hockey tournaments and cross-border shopping. That's all Messina was for. Like right across from Cornwall yeah. or wherever. You go to Messina, you get your stuff, and then you drive through Cornwall as fast as you can. So maybe after my match, I'll hit Marshalls or something. Oh, my God. Well, a couple of pants. Get some pants. Yeah. Maybe get some... You know, you got to hit a TJ Maxx or a Winners in Canada uh, in order to get like, because Marshalls doesn't carry the tracksuits or anything like that, no. like uh, like like Winners does. Right. So, but you have to realize that when you're buying for Marshalls, it's all defective clothing, yes. essentially. Um, so. so you've never seen me wrestle in person before? No, I've watched. I watched uh, several of your matches on. Yes. Uh, no, this will it's be the un- first. That's unnecessary. No, no. Well, no. I like. I do my research. I watch due, due diligence, and I watch matches that you've had against other people I know. I watched Kevin Bennett because I've seen Kevin yeah. Bennett re- uh, yes. wrestle with Smash. Um, yeah. But the only thing is, is like, I try to get into as much wrestling as I can in Toronto, but I do stand up almost every weekend. So right. it's so it's like this weekend's perfect because I have it off and I booked it off. But I'm really upset I'm missing Def Leppard and Journey. Mm. But I'd rather make the journey to House of Hardcore. At least you know the fans' outfits will be exactly the same. Oh, my God. In Napanee, yeah. And some of the music will be the same. Oh, yeah. So if you close your eyes or don't face the ring, it'll look just like a Def Leppard concert. Will you make fun of Avril Lavigne in Napanee? 
Um, that's her hometown. I feel like that's an easy one. Okay. So I'll try to go for something else. Well, I Chad, mean, Nickelback. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know. We'll see. I like to not take the obvious route or the I love when bad guy wrestlers come out and go, "This town sucks." Or shut up. Mm. That's very creative. They've oh, done a lot up. of work. You know, if some wrestlers maybe stop doing squats and bench presses and read once in a while, yeah, I think we'd have a much better show. I used to like to go on stage and just when the audience would be like clapping and then i would yell silence <laughs> and then i'd pause and i'd say of the lambs was my favorite movie i've seen in a while that's amazing and then i just and then there's this awkward tension that i have to break out of well this is my idea this is what i'm trying to do on those house of hardcore shows i've called already to organize my own standing ovation mm -hmm. so i've tweeted it out i've tweeted it to tommy have not heard back from him yet yeah i haven't got confirmation i assume he can just book it yeah so, if anyone is coming to Napanee, please, upon my entrance for, you know, really instantly, as soon as my music hits, standing ovation. I will be there standing. Thank you. I don't know where I'll be, but I'll be standing. You'll see Casey go up, and then everyone will go, are we are we doing this? And then you'll all stand up. Yeah. And polite. Not, woo, not crazy. Uh, maybe, I'll, you know what? I'm really good at making signs. And uh, <laughs> I'm not laughing. Uh, my last sign that I made... For the Raw after Survivor Series in Toronto, during Goldberg's promo, my sign is right on his oh. shoulder, and it has my buddy's name from We Watch Wrestling Podcast, Tom Sibley. It's just, his, so you see Goldberg, and right on his shoulder, you see Tom Sibley. And it's funny, because then I'm online, and I'm watching the We Watch Wrestling Podcast thread for Raw, Raw that yeah. they have every Monday night. Someone's like, did anybody see that right over Goldberg's shoulder? Tom Sibley. Who's there with the Tom Sibley sign? Do we know who has the Tom Sibley? And then I'm just reading. I'm like, somebody, only one person knows. And then when one person's like, I have word that it's Casey Carter. And they're like, oh, good job, Casey. Amazing. Get it. It's just so funny to watch all the wrestling guys in a forum get excited to see a sign. But I've always been good at signs. And so I would make a sign that says, stand up or what are you? A piece of shit or something? See? I think that would be great. That would be the best sign. And it is a challenge for you to fit those many words. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, okay. Um, one, um, okay, one time, yeah, uh, Boomer Phillips, my old roommate, he used to do a character called Lance Sherborne, who was a male stripper, okay, but also a former hockey player. So all he wore is uh, uh, he wore um, uh, speedos, and he had a mullet, and he wore rollerblades, mm. and that was his character, and he was just ripped. And uh, we had him on Much on Demand live on Much on Demand on Much Music one time, and I said. We have to make look like the crowd are your fans. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll just make up 10 signs and then I'll hand them to the crowd people and they'll be really good. And they'll be like, oh my God, it'll look like Lance Sherborne actually has fans when you're watching at home. It'll look great. We'll just plants. It's just awesome. So I said, help me make some signs. So by the time I was done three really good signs, he did the other seven and they're all just shit. And I was like, oh, come on. Like I got... Lance make my pants dance with, and all the A's are pairs of jeans. Well, that's a lot of sparkles. It's a talented sign maker. I know. But anyways, that's, I might show up with a sign. That might be an idea. Well, when I was in, I did a show in Detroit last week and I got in the ring and I looked at it and there was a sign that said, suck at Arquette, oh. which I thought was very clever. Yeah. And they gave it to me and I took a picture and tweeted it to him. Sometimes I think Sammy uh, Zane and uh, Kevin Owens should not do two sweets, but do toot sweets. See, you should toot sweets. Send, send in your stuff. Put together a couple ideas. And they're like, no, no, no. 
It's not too sweet. It's too sweet. That's adorable. You don't know what it is? Look it up. You know? Oh, my God. Kevin Owens loves speaking That's in fantastic. French. Heels loves French. That's adorable. <laughs> and I think you should send in your stuff. I'm, you have a couple I, ideas. Might have, I might have actually tweeted that at Kevin Owens a couple times. Like, do people ever get too sweet and too sweet mixed up in Quebec? You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's something about writing jokes in French and English. Yeah, that seems that to be I, a that little... That seems to be my little uh, thing right now that I enjoy doing. Yeah. I don't know why, so... But oh well. It's not getting over with the American crowd. I'll tell you that. No. They don't even know what Manja is. Not even the, the Cajun area. It's no. not resonating <laughs> Cajun with them. Area. Yeah, yeah. The crawfish eaters. So um, so I am excited for this. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. I don't think I've wrestled in Napanee before. I don't know how the Napaneans will take to me. I think it'll be a lot of Belleville, Bellevillians. I've wrestled in Belleville before. Well, that'll be a lot of them. Oh, I yes. I think there'll be some uh, Kingstonites. Mm-hmm. And some uh, fuckers from Peterborough. I don't yeah. know what they're called. Peterboroughans. I think they Bor- just call them Peters. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Peter. Look at this Peter. I think that that's a derogatory term for people from I know. Peterborough. Oh my god! Don't lend anything to Peterborough. They never give it back. That's Peter. He's always borrowing. That's the worst. I never knew you were going to be so good at puns, RJ. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. What else do you have coming up besides that house of hardcore? Do you wrestle? Uh, do you wrestle anywhere else? Like Thursday, where else in the where else in the city do you wrestle? Thursday, I have Greek Town Wrestling. And who in are they the, bringing in? In Re- the heart of who's, Greek Town. Who's in Greek Town. Um, right now, it's the smaller show. I'm in the main event, mm-hmm. which tells you it's a smaller show. And then in June, June sixteenth, they're bringing in uh, your little friend there. Who's that? Ricky. Ricky the Dragon yeah. Steamboat. The Ricky the the Butterfly Steamboat, yes. as I call him. Uh, oh, which well. will be fun. Yeah. Uh, do you know those weren't ninjas? That he fought at the Oriental Gardens. Really? Remember when he fought the ninjas at the Oriental You're Gardens? You're saying his uh, certification is falsified. Well, he told me, number one, the Oriental Gardens were in Philadelphia. <sighs> and then I said, I questioned the legitimacy of the ninjas because the last ninja was wearing sneakers. Oh. And then he told me that some of the ninjas were like, there were like seven white guys mm. and then three redheads. And I said, so all Philadelphia had to offer... We're white karate guys. I'll tell you something. If those sneakers are New Balance, it may be a young Bret Hart. So I'll have to rewind the tape. I'm. You know what? It's just ridiculous. And um, there's sometimes they say you shouldn't meet your heroes. Well, sometimes you shouldn't ask your heroes if those ninjas are real. <sighs> what is your biggest letdown as you look back on your childhood wrestling-wise of what stuff you liked? Is there anything that you go, oh, I can't believe. Of wrestling-wise? Yeah. Hmm. No, like, I don't think I was, I was never let down when I found, um, well, the biggest letdown for me was the Montreal Screwjob, because this is why, is because, um, I had, I had been offered tickets to go to Survivor Series, I lived in Ottawa, I had tickets to go see Survivor Series that night, but I also had tickets to go see a Buffalo Bills game that night, that day, and, uh, I had never been to a Bills game yet, and I'm a huge NFL Buffalo Bills fan. But I knew I had tickets to see Monday Night Raw the next night in Ottawa. And we all knew Brett, the word was Brett was going to come out and drop the title in Ottawa. And I also had tickets to see them in Cornwall the next night. So two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. So, and I also at the time, Bret Hart was teaching a wrestler called by the name of Glenn Kalka who used to play in the CFL. Okay. And Glenn Kalka was a regular at our restaurant and I knew him through that. 
So I was going to get to meet Bret Hart the night after the Survivor Series. And when uh, I got home from the Buffalo Bills game, there were many messages on my phone uh, telling me what happened in the Survivor Series. There were no, like, I didn't have the pay-per-view, so I didn't know what happened. And then the next night at wrestling, it was the worst Raw ever because all these wrestlers boycotted the show, but they were just, they were still there. They just weren't wrestling. They were just right. drinking in a bar, like, angry. And then a lot of the, my wrestlers, like, the, all the hard foundation left. Yeah. So Brett's not the only one that got screwed. I got screwed. I'll say. Because I never got meet I never got to meet Bret Hart that night. Yeah. And I was supposed to meet Bret Hart that night. And uh, but then the next night I ended up uh, getting backstage passes. I got screwed on my passes I was supposed to have. And then I ended up getting the guy that had the DOA bikes. Mm-hmm. He just gave me his passes cuz he was leaving after their match. And so I had these backstage passes and then uh, I met everybody backstage and that's uh yeah, that was that. But not getting to meet Bret Hart and not going to the Montreal uh, Survivor Series, that was my biggest letdown in wrestling, yeah. I think. Yeah, that sounds like the, that's the side of the screw job you never hear about. No. It's your uh, addendum. Well, there's, you know, there's a movie called Parkland. It's about the Kennedy assassination. Yes. But, they're all, but it shows you there's all these stories that spawn off. Everybody has their stories about what happened that mm-hmm. day and how it affected their lives. Mm-hmm. This is just one of the stories of the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Well, that so, is incredible. I bet you there's more. There's more stories about people. There must be other that people. were affected. Yes, by the Montreal screw job. I have. So when I was a kid, my friend was family friends with Carl DeMarco, mm-hmm. who is the head of WF Canada and is in always in the background of Wrestling with Shadows. Yes, every scene he's just like next to Brett. He would come in at Lone Star. He would, uh, not Lone Star. He would come in in Yak Yaks when I performed here in Toronto, uh. and we'd always uh, wrestling fans would be like. So he was in the audience tonight. Yeah, Carl DeMarco should I do my wrestling jokes. I do. Yeah, we do. Because I always thought, like, what if there's a wrestling corporate? Like, maybe at the end of the year they have a Christmas party. Who knows? And they want to bring in an entertainer. Like, we saw this comedian that did some pretty funny wrestling jokes. You know, maybe we should bring him in. Why not? Yeah. Well, it never happened. But I always performed a wrestling joke when Carl DeMarco was there. As you should, though. So he hooked me up with for my birthday a Bret Hart autograph, and it was right after he left. And the autograph says to RJ, Brett the Hitman Hart. And then he writes WWF, crosses it out, and writes WCW. Oh my God. So the bitterness is shown even in an autograph to a young boy. This might be the best autograph. Isn't that amazing? Actually, no. I also have an autograph of Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Oh. So, and she draws Lamb Chop's face. So, with all due respect to Brett. Okay. Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. There's a famous story about the funeral where they said... I've not heard this. Well, there's a story or there's a joke about the funeral that she was buried with Lamb Chop. So somebody said at the funeral or something like that, I, this might just be a story. So she was buried with Lamb Chop and then somebody started doing Lamb Chop's voice and like, let me out of the box. Oh my god. It's not gosh. my time to go. That's amazing. So um, that's like a famous comedy story right. that comedians know. Yeah. I made a mistake in my third episode. Jason Sensation was on. Okay. And that was the mistake? No, he was talking about at Owen's funeral. He was like, Yeah, I was there. And some of the kids were asking me to do Owen's voice. And at Owen's funeral, I'm like, No, you can't do that. Like, what are you going to say? And then I took this. The, you adapted. I adapted the oh, story God. to that. I did that, the, the let me out of the box yeah. punchline. And he was like, immediately like, No, no, like, 
don't make that joke. And I, I didn't, I was just trying to create the scenario of funniness. And, right. and then I had to explain to him, this is not a story. This is actually a story that already exists. Right. I did not just make this up. I'm not, I'm not making an Owen Hart joke. I just think it's a, You're a, a weird... vessel to an, another joke. And I'm like, it's really about lamb chop. Right. And, you know, and uh, I felt so bad. But, uh, but is this on the, uh, is this available? It's in the episode. It's in the episode? Well, I didn't okay. want to pull it out because I no. don't want to censor. I, again, right. if I make a joke, you know, I have to stand by it. Yes. Behind it. And yeah, I did make the joke, but the joke wasn't intentional i ripped it off something else right and i was under, under uh, comedy that's a no-no but in wrestling you can take wrestling, anybody you can move, rip right? anything yeah. you can st- i'm sure my gimmick has been stolen thousands of times poorly well, some of the greatest gimmicks have been stolen and yeah done so much better you know like hulk hogan yes he's and some gimmicks have been stolen and they've done so much worse oh yeah people just steal shit all the time but i'll tell you what nature boy buddy landell Good luck trying to copy, hey, what are you, buddy? A piece of shit or something. I know. I'd like to see the knockoff version of that. It's like, and it's going to be a PG version. Hey, yeah. buddy, what are you? A piece of crap or something? Yeah. Hey, guy, what hey are guy. you? A piece of crap or something? Already, it's not the same. You can just tell you and sense it. Oh, and it's like, and they're probably going to use a different font on the t-shirt. Now, I have a, it's a blend of many fonts because the catchphrase is so eclectic and incorporates so many different moods. That it's a blend of different fonts. Yeah. Oh my God. What about a, what about a T-shirt where each letter is a different font, like a letter from a murderer? Uh, yes, a nice ransom. A ransom. You Which know, was, I believe the WCW uncensored font was that. Mm-hmm. If I may be uh, Rain Man font. enough to no, the <laughs> point that out. Uncensored font was the ra- was ransom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is totally true. We're probably out of town here. We've been rambling on for our. A while. We've covered um, ground. We did. We covered a lot of ground. We've uh, discussed a lot of Muppets. Um, Sherry Lewis. Sherry I think Lewis. puppetry seems to be a theme here. Sherry Lewis, dream match. Yeah. Sherry Lewis, Jerry Lewis. Book it. Oh, Jerry Lewis, he, he goes over by explaining to her how her deal with her management team is no good. And she needs to break out on her own. And she says, you know what? I agree. And then she ends up doing something with Jerry. Jerry takes over the management for it. Well, there you have it, folks. That's how uh, that's how RJ City books it. Uh, I see it a little differently. I see it as a grudge match. I see Jerry Lewis with all of his comments that he's made towards women comedians in the past. I see Sherry Lewis stealing Mr. Sacco's gimmick and yeah. uh, using Mr. Lamb Chop. You, you don't take a chop. You take a lamb chop. Right. And the lamb chop actually becomes the weapon. Yes. And... Um, you know, I have Sherry Lewis going over via Lamb Chop mm-hmm. and a one, two, three. That's and then, of course, it. our theme song would, would be the song that never ends. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Jerry comes back for revenge, yeah. he doesn't come back as Jerry Lewis. He comes back as the nutty professor. As, as Wait, as the, Professor Kelp or as Buddy Love? As Buddy Love. As Buddy Love, yeah. yes. He comes back as Buddy Love. And uh, oh, 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 boy, you're going to get Stephen Urkeld like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Or Stefan Urkeld. Folks, House of Hardcore, tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Thursday when this comes out, and, tomorrow. And please stand for me and applaud. Messina, this, yeah. people in Cornwall, nothing's going on in Cornwall on Saturday. You know nothing's going on. Ryan Gosling is not coming back to town, not on Saturday, not ever. All right? You got a Taco Bell. You got a St. Hubert. You got some good things going for you. But you know what's going even better going for you? Driving across that bridge to Messina. And all you people up in New York State, 
you head to Messina as well and check out House of Hardcore. RJ City is on the show. RJ, what do you got uh, coming up beside the House of Hardcores and the show in Greektown? Is there anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I have coffee in my underwear every Sunday morning at 9.30. Oh. Uh, Facebook.com slash RJ City. Could you imagine? Why don't you do a coffee in your underwear going through the McDonald's drive-thru and burning yourself? Oh, that would be great. But I don't mean that as an insult. Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you get in your fucking car, you go through that drive-thru McDonald's, and you burn yourself. How about that? I'm going to see if I can get Billy Gunn to to have coffee in his underwear with me. I feel like the answer will be no, but I want to see him tell me no. He's an ass man. How can he not? Because I feel like he doesn't do it for free. His ass is his money. You know? I wouldn't be asking John Holmes. Yeah, I guess not. To come on the show and whip it out? No, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. But I think it would be an interesting behind-the-scenes look. What is What underwear does Billy Gunn wear in his downtime when he's not Mr. S, when he's just Kip Sop? Yeah. Whatever his That's a real name, name is. It is a, it's weird. What do you call him when you when you meet him? Hey, I just go, hey, I don't Billy? really call people anything. Billy. Yeah, they would answer to yeah. Billy, I would say so. Yeah, we're going to find out about that. That's Friday, Saturday, a couple nights. Folks, uh, you can hit him up on the Twitter. Follow uh, the words of uh, wisdom from RJ City and uh, follow the retweets by David Arquette. Yeah, uh, you can see my timeline. I put it in a little moment. I have the entire RJ Arquette feud for your viewing pleasure on my Twitter. All right. And with that, drop us a review. Five stars, the rating, review, subscribe, read, review, subscribe. I think I'll do it to get the Magnum TA postcard. You can get Magnum TA. There's other postcards, too. A Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton is in there. Yeah. Uh, I've given... The last one I gave away was the, um, um, Snake from Degrassi. Yes. He's been on uh, Which is, the who, third episode. He's my least favorite wrestler, I have yeah, to tell you Yeah, he's that. not a very good wrestler. and But, you know, among sn- people named Snake, right. he's number two. Yes. Um, actually, number one. I put him ahead of Jake because I know him. His favorite movie is Highlander. Wow. And Highlander, he, he he asked me, he's like, you've never seen Highlander? I'm like, no. He goes, well, there's a wrestling scene at the start. And I just want to know if they're real wrestlers and who's wrestling. And I'm like, describe what the wrestlers are wearing. So he's like, well, and he can't really describe. And then, you know, the minute, like, he goes, they're wearing robes and there's a guy and he's long hair. And I'm like, I don't, that's could be anybody. Anyone. Yeah. And then one night I went over to watch Highlander and then I'm watching and I get all excited. I was like, oh. Why don't you just tell me it's a fabulous Freebirds are wrestling in the start of oh, Highlander. I now remember this. And scene. I'm like, and he's wrestling the, the High Flyers. I was like, this isn't even WWE. This is all booked by AWA. Yeah. I was like, so that's not even Madison Square Garden. They're just pretending it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. It's probably New Jersey. Yes. Or Minnesota. I was like, that is not Madison Square Garden. And he's like, really? I'm like, no, AWA never ran in Madison Square Garden. Those would be WWE wrestlers. Okay. I'm like, and that's Greg Gagne. And that's my least favorite wrestler of all time. Wow, but and hell of a drop kick. Hell of a drop kick. I won't even give him Give that. him the, a little I won't, bit. Won't Just give a little him. bit. I, I don't give him any. Rambo little. Greg. I can't stand Greg Gagne. I will tell you, there's an excellent Captain Lou Albano cameo in the John Ritter film, Stay Tuned. Oh, yes. There's that, a wrestling scene. I don't think the two people that John Ritter wrestles are wrestlers, but it's, that's definitely Captain Lou Albano. Well, you've heard it there. Stay Tuned. Classic John Ritter. J.R. John Ritter, Jack Tripper. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of RJ City, Casey Corbin, Never Sleeps Network, uh, thanks for letting us put a headlock in your ears. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week or we'll listen. You'll, you'll hear us next week. Have a good one. Bye.
Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 